Hi everybody. I hope we're getting a lot of revelation from this Marriage Covenant series. We're up to session number 12 or part number 12. And I want us to look at the Church of Laodicea as a type of end time church. Because we are in these last days where Jesus said, When I return, will I find faith? And in connection to this marriage covenant, it is essential that we are not this church at Laodicea. And so I want to unpack this church in Revelation 3 because there are some key elements. And we see the white garment being mentioned again. And that we are to have this white garment on so the shame of our nakedness would not be known. This is something that is essential and something that we must be fully aware of as God's people. And so as we look at this church of Laodicea and in relation to this marriage covenant, you know, Laodicea means people and Dicea means opinions. So this church was the church of man's opinions, man's thoughts, man's feelings, rather than the word of God. And so often today you hear people say, well, I think or I feel. And <clears throat> that's all good and well and true, but the reality is we need to know. We need to be a people that know the word of God. It's no good being of man's opinions like this church. And I want us just to or remind us that this is the church. We're not talking about non-followers, non-Christians. We are addressing God's people here. And so the day or the church at the last days, it's typology, it's, a, it's symbolic of this church will be of man's opinions as opposed to the word of God. Now, not only in Revelation uh, is the church is just around of Laodicea, but there are five or four other churches that find themselves in a similar situation to Laodicea. They are Ephesus, Pergamon, Thyatira and Sardis. And there's something that we must take heed of, uh, a warning that we must take heed of from the words or the letters to these churches. You see, five out of the seven churches out of Revelation need to repent need to find spiritual repentance, have their eyes open for God to show them what they must turn from. That's five out of seven. Two have nothing to repent of. That's not great odds, but it does speak to the many and the few. And so let's have a look at this Laodicean church from Revelation 3, 14 to 22 and see what we can see in relation to the covenant of marriage in these white garments. It says to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write this, the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says this, God says this, I know your deeds that you are neither hot nor cold or cold or hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. You see the heart of the father there. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. You say, I am rich and have become wealthy and in need of nothing. And you do not know 
Let me say that again. And you do not know. Once again, he's talking to the church. Hey, church, you do not know that you are wretched and miserable, poor and blind and naked. God then says to this church, and I want to emphasize this church, this last day church, this church of man's opinions. That's why they're in a bad state, because they're a church of man's opinions, man's feelings, man's thoughts, not the word of God. Church, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich because you're not rich. You say you are, but you're not. So I counsel you to buy from me. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself. There we're seeing the white garments to clothe oneself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. He is telling them that they are spiritually naked. Jesus Christ, God, the Word, is telling the church of Laodicea that they are spiritually naked and they are not in a good condition spiritually health-wise. And the eye salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is a profound letter and one that should grab our attention. <clears throat> there is a clear distinction between what Jesus is saying and what the church is saying back to Jesus. There is an absolute gulf between the words of Christ, which are spirit and life, and the words of man, the words of the church. The gap can't be any more further apart than what they are. They are opposing. Look at verse 18. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. You hear the heartbeat of Jesus that he doesn't want anybody to Feel the shame of nakedness at a day where you're going to be judged because you don't have the right garment on. You don't have the appropriate garment on as the church. So you're going to be exposed for a reality. And we see Jesus here warning this church of Laodicea, this last day church. As I said, we see the white garments mentioned again, as we have done in all the other resources and the absolute need to have these garments on. As I've said, Jesus is addressing his church, not non-followers or non-Christians. And I really pray this would grab our attention. It would grab our heart. We would be apprehended and arrested by this reality to take heed of where we are truly at in our fellowship and our relationship and our covenant with Christ. 
There's too much casualness and comfortness that has crept into the church today. Just like in Laodicea, we tell God we're doing okay, we're fine, we're good. We put our mask up and everything's okay. But compared to what? Compared to the Word of God, compared to who God is calling us to be and become and calling us to live a kind of life. We see this casualness and this comfort in the Laodicean church, the church of the last days. And I believe there's a correlation between this church and the church today. We see a lack of spiritual sight, and that's the reason for the spiritual poor condition. The eyes of the heart aren't seeing the kingdom of God. The eyes of the heart don't see the reality through revelation of what we've been called for, the value of what we've been called for. So we all we see is cost and loss. We don't appreciate what Jesus has fully done and what he's opened up for us to possess. And so we don't lay hold of it because the eyes of our hearts are blinded. They're covered over. They don't have the knowledge that we're called to have. And verse 19 is the key to seeing this Laodicean spiritual condition changed. And it's the same for you and I. If we find ourselves in the situation as the Laodiceans, then verse 19 is the answer to this transformational way, which says, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Jesus is saying, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Jesus gives the solution to the church, his people. Jesus gives the solution to the Laodiceans and he gives the solution to you and I. It's called we must turn and acknowledge and confess and then reach forward to him so he can open the eyes of our hearts so we don't have covered over hearts, but our hearts see. And Jesus uses this analogy, this physical typology of eye self to heal the eyes so you can actually see in the natural, in the physical. But it's a, it's a teaching, it's a story of having the eyes of your heart open so you're able to see in the spiritual. Jesus gives this solution to his people. And the problem is that many have been raised with a false gospel to believe that there are really no consequences. There are no loss in the kingdom. And this is a false reality because the scriptures clearly teach of a loss for those Christians, for those followers who don't live the kind of life that Jesus died and rose again for us to live. It's very clear that uh, there, are, there is loss in the kingdom of God for followers that are not faithful or obedient. Let me give you a scripture from 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15 in relation to how an individual is built. <clears throat> for no man can lay a foundation other than the one that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it will be revealed with fire. The judgment day for the church will show the quality of the work and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. And the Bible said Jesus is coming back with his reward for the overcomer, for the faithful one. If any man's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet through a fire. Those who don't overcome, those whose quality of work is hay, wood and stubble will suffer loss. Church, 
followers of God, we need to hear this. We're not talking about non-Christians. We're talking about the church. This is not a justified issue. This is an inheritance issue. There will be loss. There'll be no excuses on the day of judgment for you and I if we haven't lived these overcoming lives. Bible says we have everything given to us for a life of godliness, for life and godliness, because God has given us his son. We can have no excuses. We are to be found with two garments on, the garment of righteousness and the fine linen garment, which is the righteous acts of the saints. It's imperative we have both garments on. Otherwise, we run the risk of being found naked and being shamed because of the nakedness. Once again, we're not talking about whether we're made right or not. It's the loss of not actually living a life of readiness as his bride because we didn't understand the covenant that we have been invited into. So some questions for us to ponder. What are you being made aware of in relation to the need to have the appropriate garments on? Why is having spiritual sight so essential in our relationship with God? How important is God's spiritual discipline to us as his followers? What spirit is being released from the church of Laodicea in relation to its own spiritual condition and telling God one thing, even though God tells us the other? And what will the church miss out on suffering loss if she is found without the appropriate two garments on? Guys, I pray this encourages you. I pray it challenges you to seek the Spirit and the living Word of God to allow the Spirit to show you this through the power of revelation. Have the eyes of your hearts open so you walk in an alignment to the Father. If you have any questions, drop me a line. Love to hear from you. Outside of that, we'll see you for part 13 real soon.